0: Welcome to the, the next the level. MC. What makes the motherfucker so damn fresh, Welcome to the next level. Greatest, greatest. of Welcome, Caesar. It's uh, hey, it's guys. good meeting you, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, thanks for having me on, and um, really just interested in sharing a lot of my stories. Uh, just giving advice and and just kind of going from there, and you know, uh, yeah. talking about the startup life.
0: So maybe you can shortly introduce yourself and your company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Cesar Venegas. I'm from El Paso, Texas, uh, right on the border of Mexico and the United States of America. So um, as Klaus mentioned, I've been working on a startup for the past few years. Uh, The name is Thyroid HQ, as you can see right here. Uh, This is our logo. Um, Quick plug, thyroidhq.com, at thyroidhq on Instagram. So go follow us. I just had to get that out there. Uh, we're in a marketing phase right now. So I got to say everything I can to, to you know, track attention to us uh, in a good way. But um, so, yeah, basically the startup is that, we're focused on solving hypothyroidism, so I myself have a vested interest in solving this problem. I was born with hypothyroidism. In um, my entire life, I've dealt with treatment, um, bad doctors, uh, really bad healthcare, and it really inspired me a few years ago when I was in graduate school. Um, actually, I was going to pick up my medication, and I guess I was having like a really frustrating day, and, and I was like, you know what? pardon part of my language, like, part of my French. but, like, I was like, fuck this shit. This shit could be automated. <laughs> so that was like the highest level thinking uh, yep. that kind of got the ball rolling. And my engineer mind was like, there needs there needs to be a solution to this problem. Um, so uh, luckily I've had a lot of support uh, going through this um, with partners, uh, with family, with friends, uh, with external uh, partners outside of the organization that are just helping uh, foster this uh, growth. And right Right now what we're really focusing on is we're launching our first product. Um, it's an at-home test kit for patients with hypothyroidism. And let me take a step back if uh, if you don't know what hypothyroidism is. I, I really like to give like a really good analogy. So the yeah. thyroid is located right here. It's uh, the body Right here for, for if the ones that are listening and not seeing you do it. Yeah, uh, like it's like lower so neck lower neck like low mid neck right here um and and it looks like a butterfly hence the uh butterfly looking Uh, logo um so that uh thyroid is like the thermostat of your body so it it uh regulates temperature it regulates metabolism uh it regulates all these critical body functions and when you have hypothyroidism that means that your body isn't uh, your thyroid Uh, Is underactive, so it's not giving the uh, proper uh, function needed. If you have hyperthyroidism, it means that it's overactive. So it's like the opposite of what you're doing. So it's a very delicate gland and it needs to be in balance, and the hormones need to be checked on a regular basis. Uh, So unfortunately, uh, when you get those hormones uh, uh, from a lab, they're generic, uh, they're um, easy to misinterpret, uh, and they're Uh, cast it on a wide group of people so we're aiming to solve that problem by offering the test kits uh, and then a personalization algorithm in the future Uh, and then one one quick thing uh um, uh, to give more context also um so my uh my heritage and my background is uh I'm a, a Mexican American. Uh so uh one of the things that I see in my community particularly in America is that there's a huge language barrier as well. So there's um Spanish speakers uh that have difficulties accessing healthcare here in this mm-hmm. country. And because of that, they get uh, subpar healthcare and there's a healthcare disparity that's growing within this community. And mm-hmm. so we're aiming to help uh, our own community also by initially offering these test kits in Spanish in the hopes that we can get them better testing, uh, get them uh, more accessibility to language, um, and just try to make a difference here and uh, what we're doing and then Hopefully, um, yeah, we, we can get some uh, uh, good things going for uh, Latino community and for hypothyroidism as well.
0: Oh, well, man, that's a good cause as well in that one, right? And and there are a few points there which which I picked up on when you were describing it. And it's, it's amazing to hear how you're evolving this from an ID, and you're mentioning your engineering mind that you had on that one. Yeah. And I also hear you like, there are different type of steroids of that you can have, and, and you're focusing, you see that for the Mexican-American, uh, uh, the language barriers. How do you get from that initial ID, right? Because now it sounds like... Man, like if from the beginning, you knew all, like, how do you come from that ID and then going, I'm going after this. And, and how do you build that? Because you had an engineering mind. Are you an engineer yeah. from your background or like um, how do you start that? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So my background is in engineering. So um, I've been uh, working in software development for about... I think I'm going on year seven. So uh, always been like attracted to the startup life. That's always like fascinated me, and partially uh, because like I'm a masochist. I just like torture, (laughs) torturing (laughs) myself. But that's a different story. That's a different story. This
0: is what I hear so often (laughs) from engineers.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And I'm always telling people, no, I'm not that type of engineer. And they're like, well, what type of engineer are you then? Like, you know. um, But yeah. So uh, going from an idea to to uh reality um so if you kind of want to get like a little woo woo here i've been uh talking to people like it's like a, a manifestation process right i mean it's really interesting uh i guess in my own personal life to really see an idea and slowly it comes to fruition because in in reality that idea is 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 being birthed and like i guess more on like a um a meta like higher level there's all these ideas out there that want to be born right at mm-hmm. least this is my philosophy they want to be born and then like us like as humans we have the responsibility to like uh channel those ideas and birth them so like you're kind of like a uh, a vessel like i've been i, I feel like i've been chosen uh, for better for worse to like bring this thing to fruition uh because mm-hmm. it is it is a big undertaking it's it's not it's not um it's not easy, uh, and one of the things that I've learned about this is to have purpose within what you're doing, uh, because if you don't have purpose in what you're doing, if you're not like a, a really like attached to the outcome and really like focused on 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 what you're doing, um, you give up easily, and yep. and. And for this type of uh, journey, you really do need to uh, think about things in the long term, like a long term thinking, minimum giving yourself a 10 year commitment, uh, because just there's just so much uh, iteration in the beginning, uh, going from that idea, uh, because Unless, like, you're a reincarnated version of Steve Jobs or, like, <laughs> uh, you know, or, like, you have, like, some crazy foresight on on a particular thing. Or even if you have, like, 30 uh, or 20 or 10, 20, 30 years of experience in a particu- uh, particular film, um, then if you're just starting this, uh, you know, n- nilly-willy, it can be done. Um, but it takes a lot of iteration and it takes a lot of experimentation yep. um, and um, a little bit of stubbornness because it's like, well, you know, I know, I know this, my idea um, is, is right. And, and not right, but like, you know, I know that I need to um, validate this idea, but I have this instinct. So it's always fighting like instinct versus data and, and always trying to make the uh, best decision to go forward. Yeah,
0: yeah, I liked it, especially also what you're mentioning in that, in, in that last part, right? Data versus instinct as well. And uh, what you're saying, you need to have a passion for it and be able to set a vision and long-termly commit to that. So how did it work for you uh, growing this business? So yeah. coming up with the first prototype, validating that your purpose, eh? that is also something that's really needed. Like, how did you go about it?
1: Yeah, um, like more more on the tactical side. Yeah. OK, so um, I, and I was telling my uh, my business partner, my business partner, one of my other ones, uh, actually yesterday that, um, you know, as far as the messaging goes, uh, when we started this, we knew we wanted to do something in hypothyroidism. Yep. We, we didn't understand the landscape. I, I kind of had some firsthand experiences, like, as I mentioned earlier, like I had known that uh, that the healthcare that that was available just wasn't doing it for me. Uh, and I knew that there was something else, and and because of that, it's like the the scientific like inquiry, right? You make an observation and then you uh, you establish a hypothesis. Yeah. Um, you know our hypothesis was like do uh, do people um, want uh, want better uh, hypothyroidism treatment? Uh, that was our very like initial hypothesis. And going back to what I was telling my business partner, like after three years of doing this, I finally feel like our value prop is 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 refined. Like our our pain points are defined. Like when I explain like what our differentiation or marketing position is, like I feel confident in, in how we we are positioning ourselves. But that's like a three-year like endeavor because during that time, it's like what does Thyroid HQ does do? Hurry, quick! Somebody's asking me. Like I don't know. We do hypothyroid stuff (laughs) everybody's like uh, okay like good keep the good uh work up but like now it's like uh you know after all that time of like iteration uh we're able to communicate this and this is what we believe that uh the the customer uh will 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 um will you know from more of a sales perspective like convert on uh, we're yeah. in the process of, of, of uh, running our marketing campaigns and our messaging. And, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But more on, on the tactical side, hypothesis idea. And then you have to uh, test that idea, right? Um, put together some sort of um, you know criteria that you want to yeah. set out. Um, they call it like um, MVP hypothesis uh, exper- um, um, experiment. Uh, that's that's the very initial thing that we used, uh, and we said, hey, we believe this, mm-hmm. and because of this, people will do this. We yep. set our criteria, and then we set up the experiment, and that kicked off our customer discovery process
0: How did you keep that low cost? Because can imagine like it's self-funded at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and well, uh, funds are not endless. We cannot turn our own money in that one. Like how (laughs) how did you go about that? Because
1: yeah, definitely. Well, I'll 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 preface this by saying like a lot of time goes into this. A lot (laughs) of your free time that uh, because because you know if you don't have money, you can. You can always compensate that with time, like sure. DIY, learning how to do it yourself, educating yourself. And there's so many resources out there that um, you could connect with uh, to be able to help you um, with, uh, you know, getting those, uh, uh, you know, those tasks done. So a lot of it was just putting in sweat equity. Um, also. Um, Another way of funding early as a startup is, uh, there's two ways that I would recommend if you're serious about your idea and you're in a local area, uh, find an incubator, right? Find people that are doing it also because they have a lot of advice to give and, and uh, usually these communities uh, are very like cooperative. Um, at least the one here in El Paso, we have a startup community and uh, I entered an incubator Um, a local incubator here in El Paso uh, when we started, and they were offering us assistance and resources, uh, and they still do uh, up to this uh, day. Shout out to STTE Foundation, Sandbox Ventures, like, thank you guys so much for all the help you've guys done, Um, but also another way of funding. If you're in university, also um, get get involved with like uh, local pitch competitions. Or even if you're not in university, pitch competitions are a good way of just being able to get mentorship quick, get good feedback on your idea. And uh, some of them offer uh, funding like um, uh, prizes for winning. And that's how we were able to um, you know, get whatever little resources in the beginning to be able to uh, help with this. But back to your uh, question. How do you do it without money? You do it with your time and a lot yeah. of like, you know, just showing up and, and doing it over and over again. Oh,
0: man. I-, I love the one. I wrote it down here. Sweat equity. I love Sweet it. Equity. Yeah, I, I-, I love it. That- that's amazing. And what you're saying with the university and pitches and incubators. Now, I can imagine for a lot of people they have a great idea. But it's still okay. Now, how do I go to an incubator? Like, what is the story I tell, right? And and you know, am I not got, the the nerveness? Like, what is it that I need to present? How do I uh, persuade them, and how I'm going to handle rejections? I don't know if in your case, but I ca- could imagine like there is a hundred of pitches you need to do before you land one or something. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Um, what's your well, advice? I, just just get started. Like, I mean, you know, the thing about um, you know, I. I mean, you're right, Klaus, like uh, a lot of this is like learning how to deal with rejection, because even during the fundraising process, like there's a lot of rejection, like there, we've heard so many times when we've approached investors, you're too early or come back, like, you know, but it is part of part of the process and learning how to handle that. Like the only way to get good at pitching is to pitch. I yeah. mean, there's no way around it, and and that also like helps battle test your idea because you'll get refinement. You'll learn what like the like, and usually the judges are investors, and you'll learn what they're uh, working for, uh, are um, not working for, but looking for, um, and uh, just doing it. And then to get into an incubator, it's like you know one of the things I think that what makes a good entrepreneur, for better for worse, is like they don't give up, right? Yeah. They, they don't give up, like, when things are, like, really grim. They're they're the last, like, person standing, and they're still going to keep going. And that's one of the things, like, if you really, really, really want to get into this, um, I call it a career path. I call entrepreneurship a career path because, like, it's like a 30, 40-year dedication. Um, but if you want to go down and get into this career path, like, one of the skills you need is persistence, and and the ability to uh, to not give up. Because if somebody rejects you from an incubator, um, ask them why, get that feedback, uh, work on the idea, maybe you know get some advice from other people, and then come back and apply again. Like it's not like you, it's a one and done for most of these things. They'll accept you, and if you, they see the effort and the growth, uh, yeah. they'll they'll bring you in. And that's what it's about, like demonstrating your potential early on.
0: Yeah, and and the the startup because for me El Paso like before we met I think I I remember it or know it from movies or some series to to be honest uh, with you there right like
1: yeah but how is the the startup uh, scene there like how should I compare it Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad you asked. Um... So El Paso uh, is often uh, misrepresented mis- uh, uh, as like um, a bunch of uh, tumbleweeds and dirt uh, and horses <laughs> and like the, the Wild West. Uh, it in a sense is still like the Wild West um, in uh, we, uh, we, we've like as a culture, El Paso is very unique because it's like um, geologically isolated by like a large portion of desert. Uh, from the rest of the the country uh, to get anywhere, like to get to the next major city, it takes a minimum of like uh, three and a half hours. And if that's, if you're speeding, (laughs) if you're just like, I need to get there, I don't want to do this drive. Uh, But in the next city in Texas, it takes um, an, uh, Eight-hour drive minimum, so oh, you can well. imagine how and and you know that just goes to show you how big Texas is. Um, so basically, uh, the culture itself is like we've had to like a uh, uh, yes, we can, can-do attitude. Uh, we're here; we got to make it on our own. Like nobody's coming for us, um, and we've built like this beautiful city out here in in the desert, and and that's something that's really strong uh, within. Um, the community here and el paso is like a predominantly uh, mexican um uh city 80 percent mexican um so uh and that's part of the mexican culture is like the strong entrepreneurial drive uh because a lot of people come here from mexico and they start up their businesses here whether it's like uh like a taco truck, or whether it's like a store, whatever. So, like the entrepreneurial spirit is is really strong uh, yeah. within um, this community, and and luckily, um, I'd say uh, about around 2017 is is really when um, there was like a little spark, like a little like tinder of like, hey. Tech, tech, and everybody was like, "What's tech like?" Oh, how exciting! Like you know, everybody—not uh, everybody—but like you'd see like these little bubbles of like people are building software, and everybody was getting excited. Um, and luckily, that that little Tinder is growing more into a a, a bigger flame. Um, we um, and this is like very exciting news. Also, um, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. We um, we have like about. Um, uh, we have some uh, venture-backed uh, startups out of El Paso. Uh, one is uh, Parabeak. Um, they uh, export Figma uh, uh, Figma files into Flutter, um, yeah. and, and they have like a continuous... Um, it, so if you change anything on the Figma file, it uh, updates on your Flutter. Uh, it's a great oh. tool. Um, and then there's uh, InnovaWare, in which does... Um, they do analytics for... Uh, schools for private or private and public schools um and they just secured like a two million dollar funding ground so these are like some serious businesses uh that are growing and that are like el paso uh local and uh our tech scene is growing and it's exciting and back to the um other uh other big news uh this week the city of el paso um uh, uh passed a grant for uh half a million dollars to help support um, I believe it's 25, uh, 25, 15 or 25 startups for the next four years. So oh, wow. there's there's a, a lot of support from the community and people are getting engaged. And it's great to see because one of the issues around the city is the brain drain because there's not these high tech jobs here. And and that was also a part of the motivation for starting Thyroid HQ because I struggled with uh, securing a job early on. I'm like, yeah. I know I want to tech, do tech. I know I want to build Software, but this doesn't exist here. So, uh, and and as a way of like paying it forward, I want to do um, something for the community. Make this easier for like a younger version of me. So that way they could get a job, they could stay here. Uh, Cause El Paso is very big on family too. Nobody wants to leave, but we all eventually uh, unfortunately have to leave, but we all do our best to come back. Um, and, and we just want to create, uh, keep that talent here. And, and that's what we're doing here in El Paso. So I'm really excited to see what what the city produces. And uh, yeah. Uh,
0: it seems also for what I hear from you is there is momentum In El Paso, it's growing. It's developed Mm. now. The investment starts. There is a sense Mm. of community, uh, which helps as well. Is it also what you're seeing, like working with these incubators? How is it enriching your knowledge? Because you have a certain vision for where you want to go, uh, and and how do you get like the best from other things? Like how is that helping you grow your and finding product market fit? Right. I don't know if you found it already, but like how is it all helping you?
1: Yeah, um, and that's a good question. I'll say this, uh, you know, prior to answering this, like, anything you do, any resources you get, any support you get, um, you ultimately have to be the driver of that. So, like, you are ultimately, like, the... the. I guess, uh, responsible for your success. So you could get loaded up on resources, you could get loaded up on help, uh, but if you don't do anything with that, then that, it's, it's kind of pointless. Uh, and, and that's what I've, I've learned is that like, you could get as much support as you want, but you have to take action with that. And you have to use that support like strategically, and you have to use it to um, benefit your business and, and get closer to your end goal. Um, and then, um, what I was mentioning um, also is that um, the, the community itself, um, so we're like a, a group of like about 10, 15 founders. Uh, and then there's like other founders from El Paso that are all around the country. Uh, but what we do is that we, um, we, we've, we've gotten into the, like a rhythm of meeting once a month, talking about our businesses, uh, talking about like what what's going on, um, and you know, asking, hey, this is my biggest problem. Like, uh, like for example, like, hey, how, how how should I should I acquire a customer? Or, hey, how should I build this product? Or, hey, what tech stack should I use? Or, hey, uh, give me feedback on my marketing campaign. And, and we all come together and, and people are at such different levels. So, um, like, somebody that's advanced could help me, and I can help somebody that's just getting started. So, we're all trying to like give feedback as much as we can. And, and I think that's the thing. Like, if you see somebody that is where you want to be, like in, in, in a startup space, then then you should ask them, well, how did you get there? Like right now, a lot of my questions, as I mentioned, revolve around like marketing campaign. There's people that are doing it way better than me. So I'm asking them, hey, like how do you set up your marketing campaign? Hey, how do you do this? Hey, how do you uh, acquire your customers? And they gave me feedback and advice. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I start bringing that information back to my team. We start like creating a plan and based around that. And then it's like an iteration process, hey, I have this plan. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. Um, or, like, hey, think about this or this, this, and this. And that fosters that uh, community of collaboration.
0: Yeah. Is it then, in the end, about a lot of these things, just do it, the mentality? Because it sounds like it, you, you need to be able to put your, yourself out there, is, 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 is what I get from you, right? Mm-hmm. Just go for it and ask a lot of questions. Absorb information. Stay true to yourself, because you have your vision for the product. And, well, you're the founder, right? So you want to yep. make sure. And then try things and keep on trying. Experimenting, experimenting. That's, in a nutshell, really What what what... Is that also what makes it worth uh, in that one? Is, is that the, like a right understanding? Like that's what keeps you going?
1: That, the, um, the passion or like... Well, the, uh, the whole
0: thing I, I, I would imagine somehow that it's it's like your passion, but also the drive and the eagerness to continuously learn also for the things you don't know yet. Like it's, yeah, it's like you're curious.
1: Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it because um, so there's this concept of a of a t-shaped professional and and that i'm i'm sure you're familiar with that yes. uh klaus uh, but for those that aren't um it's imagine like a a big uh the capital letter t like at the very top like um you have uh you know a set of domains like let's say biology art history um engineering uh, just a wide set of like uh you know different domains and then the long part of the t is like uh, a deep understanding of one particular uh domain and and that is um like the best position that that you could be uh or aspire to like as a entrepreneur because you're, you're the, the thing. I mean, at least that drives me towards it. Is that you're always learning? Like it never ends. It's like a continuous like, um, uh, journey of of learning. Uh, you don't know everything. Um, you come with like your own skill set. Uh, you know, for example, I, I had the um, you know technical management uh background and uh, product uh management, project management understanding. And uh I'm a little I'm 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 not gonna brag, but I've gotten really good at Figma too. Yeah. So I a little UX <laughs> UI here on the side. Uh so but that has something that I've uh learned. Um, and, uh, you know, I even, like, have to get my hands dirty and code sometimes. And then now, like I mentioned, like, coming up with a marketing strategy and creating ads, like, I've never done that in my life before, but I know that um people have i know that i have the internet and now like there's chat gpt now so you could just go and like there's so many resources uh, but going Mm -hmm. back to your original question it's just like you're always going to be learning you're always going to be up these hurdles and you're always going to have to be like thinking and growing and um but at the end of the day like if if you just have all this knowledge uh, in your head, um, that's good. Like, I mean, that means that you're a smart person, and you can, you know, maybe um, have an interesting conversation or consult on on something. But all that knowledge, unless it's like, if it just stays there and it's never applied, it's not practical. Like, right? because then you uh, you set um, you set up your um, you learned your learnings to to readjust that whatever mental model you have, and that becomes a source of truth. And yeah. then whenever you achieve that um, result, you know, you set a process and you can achieve it over and over again. And that's what uh, creates long-term success, at least in my opinion, that's yeah. that's what it, it's about.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And also, what you're mentioning there, right? Like uh, the eagerness and then you're jumping on things, right? A, a, a very hands-on approach and practical, right? Because you have to do mm-hmm. it. Now I can imagine because now you're also uh, getting people working in your team. Like, how do you strike the balance that they feel they have enough freedom to, to be the experts in what they're doing and that they're still following your, your vision, right? Like, how do you work yeah. on it? Like, is that values you need to create? Is that a culture? Like, how do you manage that?
1: Yeah, I think um first and foremost, like as a founder, you you set the vision, right? You say like um it's like um you have a map, right? Like uh like uh I guess like uh in in the old times everybody got on boats and you know there was a captain and you say, Hey, we need to get to here, like like we don't know how to get to here. But we need to get here, um, and as you, as a captain, you have to keep, uh, you know, making sure that uh, you know everything uh, is happening in order to like um, to keep the boat moving forward uh, and not sinking. Yeah. Uh, and then also to always uh, update, like, are we on the right path? Are we on the right path? Uh, is this the right? P- and battle testing that, um, not necessarily creating like too much self self-doubt because that will kill like your confidence and freeze you and be like i don't know what to do like decision overload and you just end up doing nothing but to like you know battle test your ideas and say well what if this happens what if this happens and, and run those like simulations in your mind so that way you can continue on that path and if you see like there's an obstacle in the way well it's your responsibility to maneuver that but back to your point like how do you like create that freedom well i know that we need to get here I have a plan to get here but you know if somebody needs to like uh like uh create the sail mm-hmm. uh and they are the expert of stitching the sale i'm i'm gonna let them have the ability to, to have that freedom yeah. to stitch the sale i'm not I, i'm not a sale uh like creating a, like a a boat sale uh expert yeah. you know I, I can tell them, hey, this is what we we need, where we need to go. This is the plan. Like, let's do it. Yeah. I'll keep the steering wheel. You know, if like i yeah, coordinating yeah.
0: to the right direction. You know,
1: I'll keep us alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least <laughs> I'll try. You know, I don't know. I can't guarantee. Can't guarantee that this is a startup.
0: Yeah. Ah, but I love it. Is, is it so also, and maybe because we get to learn uh, you better as a person in this one as well, as a founder, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Maybe bringing it back to the, the product in that one as well, right? Like, yeah. Just because I, I I like to also, like, maybe you have some anecdotes, right? Especially from where you were and where you're now, like, what was the weirdest thing that happened? And and on the other hand, what was the coolest thing that you didn't maybe expect, but hey, it mm-hmm. helped so much, you know? Yeah, so...
1: Um... Yeah. Yeah, so I think, um, as far as the weirdest, uh, thing happened, uh, I can't point, pinpoint one thing, uh, but I will say this, um, understand your wheelhouse, understand your, uh, your, your, where you like your skill set, like what you're available to do. Because uh, typically, people that go down this route, and for better for worse, are like very ambitious. They're like, yeah, we're gonna change the world, and we're gonna like build this AI, and we're gonna like do blockchain, and we're gonna like just toss a bunch of buzzwords. Like, and then when you start looking at it, you're like, uh, okay, well, well, maybe we maybe we can't do that right now, because like a startup is like your expectations are here but your, yeah. your uh, skill sets right here, right? And it's about getting to that level, but that takes time. Like, especially if you're working at it and being like productive and iterating, allowing yourself to make those mistakes, you know, shipping code quickly, uh, getting feedback on your marketing campaign, eventually you 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 meet that parity. But at the very beginning, your expectations are right here and your skill sets right here. And yeah. to be able to manage those uh, expectations and that reality is, is very important in the process it's like what can we do right now with what we have and uh you know still make progress uh i guess that's for me like what i've learned uh that's been like um really uh, i guess you could say weird or yeah. like uh, like A reality check, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, I can imagine. And and then the other side, the coolest thing, things that you didn't expect? Well, I think um, early on, uh, we had this expectation of of what we wanted to do. And then, you know, uh, we built like an MVP of something really uh, basic. Uh, It got some feedback on it. um, And it was like... I guess like people were having a hard un- a time understanding that um, what we were trying to do, um, but during our you know customer interviews and our discovery, um, we we it was like a aha moment. It was like the like like oh my god, we need to drop everything and start doing this. Which was like like you know it's like the textbooks say that like this will happen. And then it actually happened, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, this is cool. <laughs> and and uh, what we did was, like, um, you know, I went. we were in an interview, and I, I went a little rogue on this interview. Uh, I was with my partners, and I was like, we just need to get to the point. And I told the person, um, would you pay for a, uh, you know, a device that you can uh, test yourself at home? <laughs> and they were like, yes, absolutely, I would do that and i was like that's it like we got that validation yeah. and then and then it was like a, it was like like a a great moment so we pivoted um to the test kits uh, as 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 part of like you know going into that validation with the expectation of eventually building out like an at-home medical device, um, which I don't think is is too far away. Uh, it's just about you know step one, step two, step three, and not trying to do everything all at once. Uh, but then um, I guess to follow up on 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 that like test kit, we're like how the how the hell are we gonna do this? Like we're like. You know, um, we don't know what we're doing. And this goes back into, um, you know, being involved with your local startup community. Because luckily, like a few weeks later that day, uh, another startup uh, gave a presentation that did like, um, you know, uh, they helped uh, uh, companies with their test kiss services. And we're like holy crap like we're like this is this has to be like this has to be like meant to be so we yeah. got connected with them and they're helping us along the way set up our test kit service
0: yeah oh well is it somehow i, I what you're saying right it feels like me you're on a scavenger hunt constantly yeah trying yeah. to unravel clues that are pushed or find how to connect things is it like mm-hmm. is that like a brain you need to have will that help
1: help you well, I think one of the things too that I've learned on this journey is that um, people are the gatekeepers to opportunity um so you have to connect with people if you're shy or you're an introvert I'm like all like full context like I am. Like if you if, if if you like see me out in person, I'm so shy. I'm so introverted. Like you know me, Klaus, like I mean, you know, but uh I'm so like I'm painfully shy. I don't like talk to anybody. <laughs> I'm just like that guy in the corner that's observing um uh, but but and I'm glad I'm able to show off my personality here. Uh, yeah. But because if if you saw me in the wild, you'd be like, man, that guy's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but how is that? Because still, maybe to jump in. Sorry to loop in immediately in that one. Right? Um, it, did it change from your beginning how you were to how how introvert you still are? Like, do you see that it? Change because you, when you talk, right, and, and you're mentioning it, like, you know, we just went out there, we went to the incubators, we went to pitches, right? That is very difficult, I can imagine, only, right, for an introvert. But does that change from the like you three years ago to you now? Like,
1: um, I well, I've always like because I'm like a weird introvert because, like, I, 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 I don't mind public speaking, like, I, I, I actually like practice public speaking. Um. Yeah. Quite, quite often. Um, so the pitches to me, like, and then like when I was younger, I did like debate and like speech, speech and debate. You yeah. know. So I, I'm, I was like, you know, more comfortable on that. But if, if that's. Not like you, like it, it. It can be challenging, but like I said, like it's something that you have to overcome. And all of this, all of this is a lot of overcoming, like your your um your fears or your weaknesses. Uh, there, there was uh, something that really struck me once. It's probably like on YouTube or you know wherever, but uh, somebody mentioned like follow follow your fears, right? Mm-hmm. Follow your fears because, like, um, you know, and to elaborate on that, that's how you grow. Like, growth is painful. Growth is scary. But growth gets you closer to the ideal person that, that you want to be. And, and and the only way to do that is by following your fears. If you're scared of, of talking to people, if you're scared of, you know, getting on a stage and pitching your idea, or you're like, oh, I can't show anybody my idea. It's my baby. Like, you're scared of rejection. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But that's like also like going back to like really having the confidence and really believing in what you're doing and believing in yourself. Because you have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then uh, first, if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody's going to believe in you. Yeah. And, And then so like, and then, you know slowly you know you take it slow or take it fast you could jump in the deep end if you if you sometimes you don't know that you jumped in the deep end and you'd have to learn to swim or you could start at the shallow end and gradually but whatever way like you just got to get in the pool and start swimming
0: Oh well, I love that it. it just reminds me of the book. Uh, it was Richard Wiseman, I think, The Luck Factor, also on how to people feel like if they're lucky or unlucky. And and one of his advice is just in general for people who and maybe that's also more to the introvert, at least in my view, then is go out there, set yourself a target every week to talk to someone you don't know and mm-hmm. just strike that conversation to get Comfortably, no, uncomfortably comfortable, or the other way around? I'm just looking at the time here as well, because I love our conversation, how it's going. But maybe to to start wrapping it up a bit around uh, two more questions. So from your experience, the first one, and it's more for uh, those who are interested to starting their companies themselves, right, become founders themselves. What would be one advice you would give them if there's only one thing you can give them?
1: Uh well this may be a little controversial at this time um uh, but tac- okay I'll give like um like a mindset one and then like a tactical one um the mindset is is you know like kind of what we've been talking just go out and do it and 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 have grit and like don't give up and and be a long-term thinker and then really try to maximize you're learning and try to maximize your decision making. If you're a good decision maker, because we're in the game of decision making, uh, we're trying to be the Michael Jordans. We're trying to be the LeBron James. We're trying to be, uh, you know, um, the All Stars of decision making so so learn how to make good decisions and that means like just like learning yourself and like being grounded in like your own life and and making good decisions for yourself um that's one thing the more tactical thing, like the more controversial side like you know i talked about uh, mentioned this earlier but we have chat gpt now like this you know use it You know, get used to it, um, run ideas through it. You can even uh, accelerate. Uh, As a matter of fact, um, this last uh, few weeks ago here in El Paso, we had a ChatGPT hackathon, and uh, they used ChatGPT uh, to uh, create uh, three venture-backed uh, three venture uh, capable, of being venture back, venture backable startups that had full MVPs within a few d- days, and like their high fidelity uh, MVPs. So you can really cut a lot of time down by using tools to your advantage, um, yeah. and and understand what tools are available for you, and don't be afraid to to use them. It's not cheating. It's not taking shortcuts. Uh, it's just you you're you're working smarter, not harder.
0: Man, I love that. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just imagining now. There is now tens and thousands that go just GTP bam, and they're they're yeah. using it right now, right? It's and
1: that's the that's, that's the podca- podcast podcast introduction. Is like, hey, how are you doing? And that ChatGPT. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> just use ChatGPT, and that thank you for your time. That was a great conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then the second one, because I said going to come up with two more. Mm-hmm. What's next for thyroid? hq
1: yeah definitely thanks for asking so short term uh we're uh gearing up to um launch our marketing campaign i i just uh have my um we we just uh, designed the product page uh and then speaking of tools we use this cool tool to be able to export a uh, figma uh to uh to um html css like code like high fidelity something we've struggled with in our development process enema enema is is a tool so if you're a front-end developer uh, really good at figma use it it's fifty dollars a month it's worth it um so uh we have our ads uh we've been working with a um, creative uh in juarez mexico which is the uh, uh border city Uh, to el paso they've been doing great work uh shout out to uh, caro uh, caro creative like she's been helping us so much uh get everything um situated and then um we're gonna run our ad campaigns uh and then refine on our messaging uh that's one of the biggest pushes uh so we're running this pre-launch campaign um granted uh we get the right um marketing messaging done we're going to strap on those test kits and, and go to town and, and try to uh, start learning how to um, generate revenue sell and hopefully by uh, q3 end of q3 this year we're beginning to earn uh, a profit or revenue on our business long term long term uh, from that data collection uh, that we get, um, we'll be able to build an algorithm that will work towards that personalized health. And then um, we're trying to uh, secure an SBIR grant, a small business innovation research grant from the uh, federal government uh, that will allow us to um, get the fun- secure the funds to be able to build that, the, uh, that uh, algorithm. Um, test it in a clinical uh, trial and then take it to market uh, as well as Build that medical device uh, that I'm mentioning because, at that, if we come out with the medical device, game over, game's changed. <laughs> and, and we've really like pushed the needle forward, uh, and hopefully, we can get to that in the future. And then, work, uh, so the hypothyroidism isn't solvable, it's only a, a curable and manageable disease, but at least we've done our job to make living with it uh, easier. And that's what our mission is
0: man i love it i, I love your story And you know again it- it's for me it's an inspiration listening to you uh sharing your knowledge uh, you know getting to know you as well better as a person in that one uh looking forward to see there where uh tiered hq is going uh what kind of people look out there uh i mean big things are coming uh, yeah. but thank you for being on this podcast here thanks for being Absolutely. on the show right Thanks for inviting uh, me I-, I loved it and uh yeah, looking forward to see where it's going, man. Straight up and down, I'm the best to do it. Straight up and down, I'm the best to do it. The most impressive, straight up and down, I'm the best to do it. Trust me, I'm as live as it gets.